0: Welcome to the CrossFit Bath Podcast. Here we are. Uh, very first one. Exciting. So, I am Jason Croxton, a very average member of CrossFit Bath, and I'm here with Ollie Mansbridge, who is a co founder, co owner of CrossFit
1: Bath. You're right, Ollie? I'm very well. Thank you, Jason. Excited to uh, kick this off.
0: Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's see what happens. So, I suppose the, the first and most obvious question would be Ollie, what is the CrossFit Bath Podcast?
1: Yeah, okay. So, Jason, I know that you, you've dabbled in a little bit of podcasting before, and it's always been an idea that we d- do something around podcasting. I think predominantly there's two things really. The first thing is we we have discussions around the whiteboard, and you know, predominantly though, when people come to the gym, they're coming to work out. But we know there's lots of different things around fitness and health and wellness that can help improve your everyday life and your and your health and fitness. So we wanted to fill those gaps, whether it's nutrition. Um, extra tips on how to develop your first pull-up things like that that we could maybe have some discussions about and give members an opportunity to maybe ask questions around things outside of the gym or maybe they don't feel comfortable at the time or there's no time in between the margins of the class to to have those conversations use this as a as a as a medium to for members to ask those questions and us elaborate on topics that maybe need that little bit more um, explanation and secondly just communication really and we know that's not our strong sort and um, yeah, we try our our best but I think it definitely could be could be better and yes we can send uh, messages out in the uh, tribe group on Facebook and we can also send emails but this again is just a different medium that maybe we can uh, elaborate on certain topics and certain things that are going in, on in and around the gym. Um, to help people understand basically where we're headed, what we're trying to do, what we're trying to achieve, uh, and um, explain any of the various decisions that we've made uh, moving forward.
0: From what you're saying, um, if, a, if a member then has, you know, maybe a topic they'd quite like to to you know to hear about or mm-hmm. they've got some questions you, you mentioned maybe they've got questions that they don't necessarily feel comfortable to ask maybe they don't want to offend people or yeah. upset anyone so they can just message me uh, we can keep it a bit anonymous if they don't want to be uh, called out for their for their question but it will be a chance for us to ask you these these questions
1: yeah i think so i mean i, I... I think if anybody has got any major gripes, I, you know, I would love to. You know, I'm very, I'm a reasonable guy, I think, and uh, I would love people just to come and reach out to me and, and let me know if they've got issues with stuff. So hopefully, a lot of the stuff that you get asked to uh, talk about is positive stuff. I would also just uh, mention that I might not be necessarily be the best person to answer the questions, and I would love to get you know some very talented coaches. Um, on our team and I would love to get them involved in this and get them to answer the questions whether it be nutrition or competing etc I'm certainly not the best person to uh, answer questions about competing in CrossFit etc so um, yeah I'd love to get Laura, Al, Nat, um, Shax, if anyone knows who Shax is Um, (laughs) more on that maybe in a later episode but Um, Yeah, I'd love to get 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 the other guys.
0: Yeah, great. So it it sounds like there's a a lot of potential here. So if people are interested and they want to let us know certain topics that you know you've mentioned a few things, nutrition or competing, they're obviously quite different. People are going to be interested in different things, but that's probably something we can all we can all take overall from from the different topics. Obviously, today we don't have any of these topics because nobody's asked us anything. Yeah. Don't know why that is. Um, so we just thought that it might be a, a great opportunity. So I, I've been a member for just over two years. Uh, so I know a bit of the history. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was at least at the other gym before. So I've sort of seen some. The other gym. Yeah. yeah.
1: Quotation marks, yeah. Yeah.
0: The, uh, well, the other location. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, so obviously we, you know, the, each, each month we're seeing new, new members joining. We're mm-hmm. seeing those doing the intro course. So there's probably quite a lot of history of, of CrossFit Bath that people don't know. Yeah. I thought so it might be a nice nice chance just to go back in time and see how it all began.
1: Yeah, great. Okay, cool. So uh, Shax, Ed and myself, um, we met at Coon Manor where we used to work together. I used to work on the front desk in the, in the uh, membership department and the other guys were um, trainers up in the gym and there were actually another three guys involved at the time as well all trainers or worked at congrove so it was like six of us basically that were all experimenting with crossfit um in our own training and, and with our clients and so um at the time cross there weren't you know we, there were maybe five or six crossfit gyms in the uk so it wasn't really a prevalent thing at the time and uh we initially just started as you can imagine uh country club wasn't set up for crossfit training really uh yeah i think we did i did my first muscle up in a suit in the dance studio i think so um but yeah so we so we started looking around and um we started just experimenting initially in a community center. So Percy boys community center, which is down in town just by green park. So we did it there. There was a yoga class going on downstairs at the time. So you can imagine that didn't last very long. Um, and, um, I actually think Rich De used to come to some of those sessions. Oh. So yeah, he's like old school, like before we'd even established ourselves as a gym and we used to, you know, we went to Victoria park and did some stuff there. And then we did some stuff at Shaxx's Garage in Trowbridge. So we were doing, you know, we were just getting all the local kids around. There is a video floating around of us doing Fight Gone Bad, I think, <laughs> um, with about 15 people on his mum's uh, front drive. Yeah, so yeah. so we kind of started there. And it never really was, it was just a passion project, really. It wasn't really a, a business. or we, we just loved CrossFit, and we wanted more people to do CrossFit. How did you find CrossFit then in the first place? Um, I found it through i think i found some old jim jones videos which is kind of a a, a, a stream off of um of crossfit and i I, and as i started looking into that i realized they were actually doing crossfit i think i came across jim Jones because they were the guys who trained the guys for 300 and the guys looked in unbelievable <laughs> nick, so I thought, okay, what are they doing for their training? That looks like something. And I can remember looking at them, and thinking they're not big meathead uh, bodybuilders, um, but they're not kind of slight, you know, no no muscle whatsoever. They were kind of a nice balance. So I thought whatever they're doing in their training is clearly something I'd be interested in. And I think Shaq's and and the other guys all kind of stumbling across roughly the same time. I think I actually found it before. I started working at Coon Grove, and then we just that, that was one of the commonalities that we had. As we all were like, Oh, yeah, you're doing cross," oh, I'm doing crossfit, and it kind of went from there. And then when shacks and a guy called Pete went and did their level one, I think that was in 2008, they came back, obviously, absolutely raving about it. It was the first level one in the UK, and um, it was kind of like all in because we kind of flirted with it and, and we're doing various different bits and pieces. Um, and then it was, yeah, okay. This is this is this is a nuts, nuts. This is what we're going to do, basically. So,
0: so is that what then sort of pushed it over from just being a kind of passion project? Are oh, we just like working out and we like doing this? To you know what, this could actually be a business. This could be something that we could uh, we could create here in in Bath.
1: I'm not sure what the trigger was for that. I think Shax and Ed were actually talking about it initially, um, and they asked me if I wanted to be involved, and I said, yeah, hundred percent. Um, I was, I was actually training to try and get in the RAF at the time. I'd been playing rugby, tried to get in the RAF and it was kind of like, do I pursue a career in the military or do I do this? And I thought, you know, what, there's only going to be one opportunity to open a gym and, and do something that you love. So, um, I think that like the, so they approached me, I said yes. And then at the time there was another guy called Steve who was involved. So it was four of us initially, um, and yeah, we just went for it. We were like, look, we'll do it for 12, 18 months. Let's see what happens. It wasn't a huge investment. You know, we just got a little bit of savings together and opened a little 500 square foot unit in uh, Wickham. And like I said, at the time, there was like five or six CrossFit gyms. I actually think we were the ninth CrossFit gym to affiliate in the UK and there's 600 now. So that kind of demonstrates the growth over the last 10 years. Um, so that was in 2009. So 2009 was when we opened. We we affiliated CrossFit Bath in 2008, but we actually opened the gym October 2009. Um, like I said, the four of us, a little 500-square-foot unit down in Wickham.
0: I think I've seen a picture of that. I'm sure someone put it up yeah, on, some, on the drive. And it's It's tiny. Like, yeah. if anyone complains about here. <laughs>
1: <send> <laughs> yeah, we we'll had, like scaffolding pole was the, the this was before like you had all these big equipment companies making proper rigs and stuff so scaffolding pole was uh as pull-up bars and we had like one rower maybe three barbells i think and we just got creative with what we were doing basically
0: so so i, th- I think it's it's nice isn't it when you go into something like and I mean this story is if you listen to us sort of other podcasts and you hear about some of these other gyms you know, in different parts of the states and that it's always very similar kind of well we started in a park and then yeah. we were in a and we were in this place and we got kicked out because we made too much noise and then we were here and there so when did you move from that little uh, unit to well where, where was the next
1: spot uh, one side business centre in Oldford Park so we um, to start training friends and family really there was no business plan there's no marketing plan. It was just like, look, let's just, let's, let's just train as many people as we know, trying to get them involved and just see what happens basically. And so that trip slowly kind of built some momentum. And before we knew it, we had like almost a hundred members in this little 500 square foot unit. And we were like, this is not, this is not gonna, this is not gonna work out. We need to figure out kind of how we can expand this. And so that's when we actually fully went you know, committed to it and went full time. So we, we moved to One like business center, took on a, a unit that was twice the size. Uh, and then that was kind of the same time as we implemented like an intro course because before it was just turn up and train and no, no type of, um, you know, we were very raw, raw back then and we were quite open and honest about that. So we've definitely learned a lot of lessons over the last, uh, so many years. So, so that was kind of 2010, 2011. We, we moved to one Stike, and in one Stike, we kind of. like a little rabbit warren so we started filling out that one that new unit and we're like right we need some more space so we opened the one next to it um and then again that ran out of space we took on another space and it just was very organic really uh and it always has been to be honest so yeah and i think
0: we've like you talked about you know not marketing it and just sort of training people i think it's like when we were there and used to do the run obviously if you run you run outside. Yeah. And I know from some people that that was sort of what got them in. Yeah. is that they just kept seeing these fit people yeah. running past and thinking, "Well, where are they going? What are they doing?" <laughs> and it, it kind of it's it's the nice thing I, I guess as you, you know, all of you as owners stumbled across CrossFit in your mm-hmm. own kind of way, mm-hmm. saw people and went, "Oh, that's what I want to do," and then took it, you know, a, a step further into affiliating. Yeah. And I think it's similar to a lot of people that have joined, it's just they've seen friends or family or or even just people running down the street and i want to do i think the majority of
1: the the majority of the the members have come from friends and and family that they know they know somebody that's done it had great results you know you know what it's like when you do crossfit you you know the first rule about crossfit is you talk about crossfit to absolutely everyone you know basically
0: so have you had any issues with sort of the the negative view of crossfit that's all i mean there's obviously quite a lot of gyms and places in in bath have you had any kind of
1: so 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 maybe elaborate on that just for people well. It, so uh you
0: you know you lift with bad form because yeah. it's all about doing things as fast as you can yeah. Uh, uh yeah te- technique is terrible all, all of those kind yeah. of um, everybody just hurts themselves yeah. all these sort of yeah. uh things that get thrown around without yeah. necessarily any back up or it's just always sort of a oh I heard about a guy who did a thing and yeah. hurt himself kind of yeah. thing has that affected you at all have you found uh, that that's uh, been I, I th- think it probably
1: does affect us to a certain degree for sure but um, you know that's just the un- uneducated and I think as soon as you and, and Jace I'll be honest like 10 years ago, we were, like I said, we were very raw. So we probably didn't spend as much time on technique and and looking after people then as we do now. We were young kids at the time and 10 years of experience teaches you a hell of a lot. But ultimately CrossFit, some of the foundations of it is um, mechanics first, then consistency, and then only then can you move well and move well often that we add intensity. And we always use that. And I think the people that criticize it are just uneducated that haven't maybe experienced it because I know lots of very um, influential, good trainers that used to bash on CrossFit that are now uh, co- converts and they absolutely love it. And they're and, and they they're open, Like they're just, they just didn't really understand it. And from the outside looking in, you can see how, it could be mistaken to just be a load of like crazy weight lifting with bad form when actually, you know, it's a lot more, more- yeah,
0: good. Well, well defended. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I, yeah. It's my job to defend it. It's your
0: job to defend it. Cause I you know, I, I mean, I first heard about CrossFit, I was still living in Italy at the time, but I remember hearing kind of, yeah, some quite negative sort of, oh these crazy people. So, but then as you say, when you actually look into it yourself and, and, and yeah. then you come here and yeah, if you, you don't live with for bad form. I actually you you think, do it once, no, you get on. <laughs> no,
1: and, and I think actually the um, one of the things I've found is, and one of the things I'm probably still a little bit on the fence with is the CrossFit Games. So someone will, a lot of people will have watched the documentaries on Netflix mm. and on iMovie and um, iTunes, and um, those are very inspiring, awesome things to watch in terms of the human potential of the, the fittest people on Earth that qualify for the crossfit games but somebody sat at home you know maybe my mum or, or is gonna see that and they're gonna be like well there's no way i'm ever gonna be able to do crossfit i'm not one of those people and i think actually it's less about the negativity of crossfit but but the actual the elite tip of the spear how how many people have that you know how many people have been encouraged to do crossfit because of that and how many people have been put off by seeing that and and not um you know, putting in context and understanding that they are the tip of the spear, and actually, it is for everyone um, because of the scalability of it. And, and I think that's probably where sometimes it, there's some confusion creeps in, and it gets a bit convoluted. So,
0: yeah, it's a it's a very difficult one to to sort of know what to do with it. Because even Glassman seems to be, he's obviously, you know, of the opinion that the games are quite damaging to the to the brand, maybe in the in the sense of it. Yeah, putting people off, but at the same time as you said, there are people that watch that and like, oh, that's amazing. I, I wish I could do that. You know, I know I'll never be able to do that, yeah. but it attracts. So it, it, you're right. It's trying to work out how many people it attracts to how many people it puts off. There's and, an
1: education to it, and it's the same as when people ask you what CrossFit is, I and mean, if someone asks you what CrossFit, what do you set up? So it's functional fitness. Yeah, like, yeah, but that can mean <laughs> anything. So yeah, there's an education process, and so ultimately that that increases the barrier to entry for people to come up to the gym. It's not like a, you know, a globo gym where you just pay your 20 pounds a month and you know, kind of what you're getting, you're going to get fixed waste machines, and, uh, you know, a treadmill, and you're just going to be left here in devices. So there definitely is an education piece around it. So, um, uh, but I think CrossFit, you can't, there's 15, you think there was probably, I think there's like 500 gyms when we opened there's 15,000 around the world now. So i don't think they're doing a bad job about getting out there and uh you know you can't deny the popularity of it and the effectiveness of it because if it it, it didn't work and we were hurting people and um there wouldn't be many crossfit gyms you know you're not going to grow a business based on hurting people so
0: yeah so um we we got a bit off off track there but it's fine so obviously um we have to move out from the, the previous location yeah uh that was a bit of a, a story in itself.
1: Yeah, no, it was a challenge for sure. It was probably the hardest, one of the hardest things I've had to ever deal with personally. I think, um, we, we, our tenant, uh, our landlords at the, uh, once in in park, uh, were always changing. I think we had three or four land landlords over the time that we were there over like five or six years. Um, and the latest lease that we went into, we knew we were on a three month roll in leisings nice and, and we were, we probably spent four or five years trying to find somewhere more permanent and it wasn't, we definitely were being proactive about it. And we've just really struggled in Bath to find anything suitable really. Um, And that's been, uh, you know, in hindsight, we probably would have made more of a risk. Had we known we would have been in the situation um, we were in, but, you know, just the fact of the matter is it's just not nothing really suitable or hasn't been anything suitable. so yeah, we, we, we got served on notice to leave, um, once business center, we actually thought that we were going to be okay because the planning application had been rejected for a fair time, which means they basically have to retract it and start again. So we were like, great. Okay. They've had that. They've had that, um, uh, rejected. We should be, we should be safe. And they decided to kick us out. The landlords decided to kick us out regardless and it's 18 months on, it's still there left empty, nothing going on with it. So it's hugely frustrating, but you know, that's a a lesson in itself in terms of the lease that we were, we were on and that. So, so yeah, we, we had three months, three, four months to figure out what, where we were going to move to really didn't have any options. To be honest, Um, there was a unit on the Windsor bridge that was about thousand square feet which is kind of half the space that we've got now here at twerton that would have meant we would have had to tell 50 percent of the members that they probably would have had to cancel um we would have had to lay off the staff and for me jace it just really wasn't an option so we kept exploring different opportunities and then um through one of shax's clients who's a board member at the football club he said well look we've got we've got this clubhouse would you be interested in doing something there and um you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try anything to be honest, had a look. And instantly I, my, you know, I'm, I'm I get a bit excited, Jason. So my, my brain was going off in a hundred different directions, thinking we could make this work. We definitely could make this work. Um It wouldn't be an ideal solution. And, and ultimately we wouldn't be um, the sole tenant of it, but it would mean that we could keep our staff and we could keep the majority of the membership and keep functioning pretty much as, as, as closely as we possibly could to, to stack So, um, after a bit of negotiation, we, we, we kind of went for it and the negotiations were pretty tough to be honest, just because we were in a place where we didn't really have any other options. So they kind of had us, um, they had us, uh, next. So, um, yeah, negotiation was difficult, but, but, you know, we, we got there in the end and, um. Yeah, like I said, it was always going to be a it was always going to be a temporary move just so we could keep operating uh, and keep the membership, keep the staff until we find someone more permanent. Um, we think we're we've done that now, but we don't want to get too excited. And, and so we just we put a plan application for somewhere and we just need to wait and see. See what happens basically so but yeah that's kind of that's what brought us to it an and 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 that's why we're here and and i guess that brings us up to now for kind of from a from a timeline and the history and stuff and there's obviously a whole host of stuff that's happened but uh i think to save uh, yeah the
0: view. <laughs> yeah but i mean i think it's as you said it's i mean it hasn't been perfect but definitely it's better than. Fifty percent of the members not being able to come anymore, and you know, coaches being laid off and things like that. And I think it has, it has worked well, and we've been able to keep it going. Which is what
1: what it has proved to me is we've got more members than we've ever had, and and what what it's proved to me is that the the facility does matter, but if you focus on the coaching and 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 the community, you you can run a very successful gym. Um, I'm really excited about taking that and applying it to a great facility that everybody deserves um, and I think uh, you know it does make the, the future very exciting I, I, I think w- what's happened we're going to be 10 years in October so we're looking to have a big party to celebrate that but also uh, we've learned a hell of a lot of lessons in the last 10 years and therefore whatever we do next is going to be built on the foundations of everything that we have learned uh, over that time and um yeah that again that makes it quite exciting
0: well we look forward to seeing what happens with this uh potential news but it's it's tough because you you don't want to you don't no, want to say no, anything but, uh, before but, it happens no yeah.
1: but also you know we will we'll continue to keep trying to find that permanent home because that's what we need we need that we need that <clears throat> Um, solidity and we need to have that, that foundation that we can grow from because um, you know if you're always looking over your shoulder thinking you're going to get kicked out in three months and um, it's very difficult to make long-term permanent business decisions so
0: yeah you, know, you want to invest in a lot of kit that's not going to fit in the next place that you're going and, and things like that it's yeah
1: TI's we, we call it tenet, tenant tenant Improvements And um, hopefully people understand why we've not made a huge amount of tenant improvements where we are, um, because it just doesn't make sense. But uh, yeah, we'll be making a lot of tenant improvements <laughs> in the new space. So.
0: Well, great. So, I mean, it's nice to kind of have a have a look at where it was and, and what you have now and potentially. What what's to come in in the future? Um, so if anybody is you know is a bit worried now, you know now you know what what it was before. Now you know what yeah. what the future holds. Yeah. Um, so if you're wondering why haven't they fixed this, well now we know why. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, I know we can. I think Jason it's important to point out that we are not perfect and we can do so much better. And um, I know what that looks like, and it's just a case of execution now. And we've just obviously put out the survey and i might have by the time this comes out, we might have put out, put out the results but it's really really encouraging but there's also some really good feedback on how we can improve and how we can be even better because i think yeah i think we're probably a six out of ten at the moment and we can we can get close to a nine or a ten with some just real simple tweaks as well so um, but we do need the right space to be able to do that as well so
0: and so uh, maybe some of these, these things that have come back from the, the survey. They might be discussed in uh, in yeah, future. That's not a bad idea. F- future episodes. Um, but thanks for. I mean, this has been a a very kind of different format to how it will normally be because we were just sort of uh, letting people know that this exists yeah. now. But uh, we're hoping next time we'll have some more specific uh, questions and topics that we're going to discuss. Um, yeah, no,
1: great. And I just want to say thank you to to Al Jace because uh, technology is not my skill set. <laughs> so, um, and I, this wouldn't have happened without you. So, so excited to see where it goes.
0: Yeah. Oh, pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, she'll be fine. So um, if anybody wants to, to, you know, suggest a topic or get in touch, you know, you can send a message to Ollie or send one to me. Uh, and that way we'll we'll have some good ideas. Or if you're desperate for, you know, Al or someone to be on the yeah. the podcast, just. Bug them and uh, make it happen. Great. All right. Tuesdays. Thank you.